Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast where everyone wears black. It's Larry Charles, one half of the Game Dev Unchained podcast team. And I couldn't do it by myself because there's no I in team. Here to help me host this special episode of Roundtable, I bring back the baloney, fried baloney champion. 2017, he lost last year to me, Mr. Brandon Pham. Hey, this is Brandon Pham. Welcome to this week's, or this month's rather, Roundtable <laughs> News episode. As always, please welcome our, by now we can say it, our official third podcaster, Ray Graham. Ray. Ray. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? The man who needs no introduction, if you ask me. Exactly. <laughs> Therefore, we won't waste any more time introducing ourselves. We're going to jump right into this month's top topics. All right. Uh, so, Larry, why don't you introduce us to our first one, which is actually our total biscuit passing. Uh, I know you have some words. So anybody who works in the game industry and possibly a lot of people who watch YouTube for game related criticism, I'm pretty sure they know of or have heard of Total Biscuit. I'll, I'll just refer to the YouTube name because, you know, it's a very sensitive issue since he passed. Um, so obviously you have a very large following of, you know, some would often say like kind of toxic, but also appreciators, people who appreciate his content, his, his style of review, let's just say. But the reason why this is, well, first, let me just say, you know, rest in peace, Total Biscuit, you're a contributor to the industry. And uh, though, you know, polarizing, I guess, views as to if people liked or did not like total biscuits content he was a heavy hitter so let's start with the respects paid uh but i think why this topic is special is because of the the backlash that i was seeing from some devs who were commenting on the passing and like one such user (laughs) who like took it as an opportunity to air out dirty laundry and grievances attacking this individual you know what i mean and i was like come on man like if, if the guy is dead and he can't defend himself and you held all that back you know what i mean like you can't you can't celebrate on somebody's tune. I mean, if it comes to them criticizing something that you've done, but you've released it into the wild, that's people are going to criticize. People are going to play it. They're going to review it, even if they hate it or love it. I, I still wouldn't tap dance on somebody's grave. So let's uh, let's start there. What do you guys think? Ah, uh, Larry. I mean, Ray. Why don't you go ahead and get into it? <laughs> we need to have some diversity like, training. He's little... like hot, 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 uh, hot potato. Just like here you go. Uh, well, like, you know, well, it's straight up. Like I liked, I liked a lot of Telebiscuits videos. Um, I like the stuff, right? But like, I think the main thing is like during um, during Gamergate, there were some things that happened, right? Uh, where he he just said some things he said some things that kind of rattled up his base and got his base to go and start pouncing on other people on the internet and, and harassing them and all that right and so that so there's a section of the internet that is yeah. upset with him and there's a section of the internet that's, that, that, that likes him right 
And the section that's upset is like, look, you made my life a living hell on the internet. So therefore, why should I even be sad? Right. Sure. Which is, which is their prerogative to feel that way. Right. Um, like for me, it's kind of like, I feel neither. <laughs> neither uh, I'm just kind of like, oh man, I'm going to miss those videos. Like yeah, that's, that's about it. Right. Cause I don't know yeah. that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, uh, people, but yeah, but some people literally had, had very rough experiences directly, directly because of some of his words he said. Right. And, and he did, and he did say like, later like oh yeah I'm, I'm not for the harassment and stuff like that right but a lot you know genie's up the bottle at that point right so yeah, so, yeah so like so I, when I see I saw a lot of reactions I saw some level headed reactions where it's just like look cancer is no joke cancer is a serious thing yeah. you know and, and, and it sucks right like I have family members of my family died passed away from cancer it's a serious thing right but um, one of them being my dad right but uh, <laughs> you know but uh like, but other people are just like, nah, fuck all that, right? Let's let's remember the the good and the bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, I think it's 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 Twitter. Twitter's free, and people can say whatever the hell they want. Yeah, but that's right. I guess that's I, I, I believe, yeah. For me personally, I think it's like straight up cold blooded, right? Yeah. Yeah. right? But I'm not out here to please what people can say and how they feel, right? Right. I think that's like always the dangerous two sides of the coin. Once you put yourself out there as a public figure, you're always at risk and you're always putting yourself out there for criticism, either for or against what you do. So in in this instance, yes, it is totally disrespectful, uh, especially for his family and everyone that supports him to, to just use this as an opportunity to rehash. Like in the end, things that, it matters, but not at this moment, right? Not at the present moment. And uh, stuff like that, I hope the gamer and gaming community can be a little bit more sensitive when it comes to this. Like, right when the man dies, it's not the time to comment and hate. <laughs> In the end, you know, we're all we're all people who love the industry, right? So even if you don't agree or do agree with things that was said, uh, it's always better to just, you know, Things, you, you can't really reverse anything at this moment to, to say. And I, and I will say, like, all the comments that I saw personally and I saw from, like, direct friends of mine, people I know directly and all that, a lot of the comments were very level-headed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and still people were like, nah, you can't even be talking about this stuff, right? And it's like, no, nah, like, you know, if they want to talk about this stuff now, they want to talk about this stuff now, right? But, like, all of it was very level-headed. I didn't see anything that was straight up straight up like tap dancing on grave like i right, I, never, right, right, right. I never saw anything like that right um but some people took it like that because you can't mention anything negative about somebody wants to die once right, right. right um which is kind of like uh that's yeah. kind of that's kind of not true guys right, right. so yeah well for me it's i know that people are going to say negative things especially if you're a celebrity like i learned that early like i think the first time i realized that people are pieces of shit is when i was in school and Aaliyah had you know died on the airplane with her brother in the plane crash and some kid at the lunch table was like he doesn't even listen to r&b right like I'm just going to say from a, a glance up and glance down, he's probably never heard of R&B in his life. And <laughs> he says, hey, did you hear that girl Aaliyah died? And then he just busted up laughing him and his friend. 
Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. th- that was a very important moment in my life because I realized that people are pieces of shit right, right then and there. Um, well, like for me, like when Rob Ford died, I was, uh, I had the tap shoes, I had the tap shoes on, boy. Oh man, I want to tap dance by this grave so bad, right? Like, and I felt, and I, and to this day, <laughs> and to this day, I feel no way about it, right? I feel yeah. no way about it, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, like, and I, and I, and then people could call me cold blooded all day, and I will be like, I don't give it, I don't give, I don't care, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, like some people feel the way about somebody sometimes, right? And they have to be able to express how they feel, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, I haven't seen anybody have that strong reaction like that I've had towards Rob mm-hmm. Ford towards. <laughs> well, I just want to jump one last thing on the topic before we go because I feel it's starting to <laughs> feel the wax is starting to burn down to the wick here. Uh, I do feel bad actually, regardless of what somebody says, if they come out and they're criticizing an art form or if they're offering opinion on things that exist publicly in public form, you know, especially if they're a YouTube personality where you know that like a lot of content is being driven up to kind of get viewer support and be clickbaity and having that persona like that is excusable. But I do also understand if someone is like, yeah, but you know, he's saying things that's affecting people's real lives and is making, you know, things that they have to go through a struggle. And now people are, you know, trying to DDoS attack people or like find all this information about people who are minding their own damn business, like developers who are basically at the mercy of what was going on in Gamergate. Like I understand that as well. hundred percent. I guess where I stand is like, bring it to his face while he's here. You know what I mean? Don't get mighty. Well, they definitely did, right? They definitely did, and they just got, sure, sure. you know how those things go, right? Like yeah. everybody face and then dies down, right? Yeah. And then, and then when you get in the news again because you're dead, it brings back those emotions. That those yeah. emotions come back, right? Like, yeah. like people, like all these same people, all said said much worse things when he was alive. Like for sure. <laughs> all right. As long as we get that cleared, that they're as fair as him when he's dead, then. <laughs> As he was alive, but uh, I mean, best wishes to his family and friends. You know, all the haters out there keep on hating. I guess the internet still goes on. Yeah. Um, no one's gonna stop. No one's gonna stop. But uh, from what Ray said, you know, it was it was from light to to moderate. It wasn't like um, killer instinct type of thing. So. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of what keeps going on and on. <laughs> Epic has oh released news about their uh, first major tournament, right? Uh, so this this covers a lot. Last month they released details, deets about finally how much money they're making. Well, I, I mean they've been doing it every month since February. Last month they made about two hundred fifty to two ninety. Is that is that what I read correctly? I think it's two ninety six. Two ninety six. My bad. So almost three hundred million dollars in one in one month. One month, all right. So, and that's mobile and PC. So congratulations, Epic. Uh, <laughs> so this tournament, uh, if you guys can tell me more about it, is it for one grand tournament or is a tournament stretched out for the year that equates to $100 million of prizes in cash? Yeah. So there's there's some flexing going on here, right? In my opinion, there's some flexing going on here. 
when have we ever seen Epic to release like braggadocious sales numbers about anything that they've been doing other than it's how many wild. users are using the Unreal Engine or, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. To especially know the climate between themselves and Bluehole, mm-hmm. like how frequently they're releasing this information is got to be like, for me, it feels like rub it in. You know what I mean? I'm just being honest. It feels like let's rub it in. Uh, Two hundred ninety-six. Good. Well, I'm sure they're in disbelief too. I mean, they had they they were itching for at the surface of like, oh, what if, right? What if we came up with a very similar idea and released it? I think this blows all their expectations and all their analysis. There's no way they anticipated this much. Bro, have you ever made a game in five months and then it sells three hundred million dollars? <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is being real cool uh, right now. Yeah. Well, okay. How many times? <laughs> okay, okay. Ray, if you want to call me out, they sold five hundred thousand copies of Fortnite, Save the World, something like that, right? Yeah. When those numbers were announced, I don't think that equates to two hundred ninety-six million dollars in one day. <laughs> But we say uh it's been made five months like that was a jab. That was a jab. I'm not gonna lie, that was a jab. And I <laughs> here's the thing. I love Fortnite. I love Fortnite's battle royale. I have a lot of fun playing it. I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. I just I'm calling a spade a spade, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Battle Royale is no doubt. These are the numbers for Battle Royale, right? No one's talking about what Save the World was. Yes. Is it, was it called Save the World? I don't even know. I just assume it was just Fortnite before and then Battle Royale was well, the secondary. Well, it was Save the, Save the World mode. Save the World mode, yes. Yeah, saving, saving Epic, more like it. And then... <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, that, I mean, just says it, man. They're they're running away with the battle royale system. Radical Heights. I mean, this could lead into our next topic, right? Radical Heights was the latest attempt of battle royale, not the only ones left, but the latest attempt, and that comes with news of Cliff Blazinski's Boss Key Productions studio Ooh. closing down last month. Uh, merely what a couple weeks after Radical Heights came out. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was like maybe a month and a half, something yeah. like that. So it was clear it was, to me at least, a last-ditch effort of trying to, uh, you know, look to the investors like, hey, we're, we're still valuable. We can still come up with stuff. It was just too little too late. Um, and, and, you know, that ultimately led to their studio shutdown. And this was a year after Lawbreakers came out. So, you know, within months of Lawbreakers, they came out and saw this was happening and then you know within five to six months they made radical heights to try to turn the tide yeah and then within those what a month after or like within that month of release that tweet yeah yeah, within weeks that tweet came out pleading epic please stop stealing our employees right not our game but employees this time and you know (laughs) tried to slide that one in Well, There's a lot of pride with Cliff Blazinski <laughs> in his studio, of course, and it hurts to at least every AAA developer out there that keeps seeing these AAA studios closing down. You know, Lawbreakers was a complicated game, of course, but it, of course, you know, everyone says when they talk about Lawbreakers it's about the potential, but you don't buy the game for the potential, you buy the game for the game. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, <laughs> the time ran out, and, you know, those type of studios with that much expenses on a game like that just there's no way of turning back and recoup so 
Yeah, like I think the interesting thing about all this really has nothing to do with lawbreakers or radical lights. Mm-hmm. Right? It was like after the studio closed, he showed um, Cliff. Cliff he posted a bunch of uh, yeah. game ideas that they that they tried to shop around, mm-hmm. right? And like, and really, what I came away from it with was like, man, it's hard. It's hard out here in these streets to even yeah. pitch a game, yeah. to, to even get funding for a game, right? And if uh, if Cliff B is out here struggling to get funding for a game, mm-hmm. lot like I I don't even want to know what it's like for for people that are not Cliffy B, right? Yeah. Um, like like it's 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 rough out here, um, and 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 that's that's really what I take away most most from from this whole thing is that like the you know the game industry is just, it's just being consolidated into like the you know the, the big the big companies that can fork out a whole bunch of cash and the smaller smaller studios have to have to think of innovative ways to raise money and, and and to make their games a reality right and it seemed like cliff he was kind of trying to go still trying to go like the conventional route that he was familiar with and 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 the doors were just slamming in the face, right? Right. Because because nobody was trying to hear hear about any of these game ideas, right? Because 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 the publishers want to hear about what what's going to make the money. Okay. You come to them with some PUBG stuff, they're like, ah, okay, mm-hmm. I'm listening, right? You come to them with something interesting, unique, and maybe a little bit far field, they're going to be like, ah, I don't know about all that. Right. Um, so yeah. Well, the, <laughs> so there's a couple of things that I saw from this, right? Like, um. It felt a little desperate, kind of releasing this concept. Was it more for ego or face saving to release those on on social media to say, "Hey, we did try our best" type of thing to our fans? Did he felt like he he owed it to the supporters yeah. to be like, "Hey, all right, here's you know, we did try other things, it just didn't work out." When I think yeah, maybe maybe that's part of it. When I think about it from his perspective, right? I just want to jump in quickly. So obviously, they went with Lawbreakers, which was the idea that he wanted to do right before the market had changed and gone so left from when they started that game comes out it doesn't do very well and on their last legs it's going to be very hard to get someone to say like hey forget lawbreakers ha 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 look at this other thing that we want to do you know what i mean and then somebody evaluates that still based on the current climate and expectations i kind of co-signing with ray like yes of course it's going to be very hard for that studio to kind of get that interest generated so when i see cliffy b releasing this stuff i see it as a like look guys I made a first game. It didn't do well. The second game was desperation. We had some heat on deck. You know what I mean? And it's, if anything, it's telling the rest of the devs out there, like what the climate is like these days and not just the difficulty, but that like, we're going to be losing games. Like what could have been made in that pile? Because I'm sure they didn't just make those decks and not show it to anybody. I'm sure every single one of those games was put in front of people and presented as an option. Like let's take the studio forward at some point in time. And all of them obviously did not come to fruition. So I think that the thing that like Ray said that I'm taking from this is, you know, it might be difficult to pitch, but also look at the things that are not going to be received well. Right. So like single player gaming, all the big publishers have kind of gone away from that, except like Sony is doing really well in single player gaming, all the story based non PUBG stuff. People keep saying this and somehow I keep seeing single player games making tons of cash. It's crazy. It's the thing is, is like I'm scared that the publishers who are on top, who look at Microsoft Excel charts and make decisions based on where they think the industry is going because of what they see it doing today. 
mm-hmm. are pigeonholing so many game developers. Now I'm not blaming the closure of boss key on bad publishing moves, but I am saying that like, kind of like you were saying is like, yeah, there's a lot of attention being put into certain areas where there's money. So we're going to get an overabundance of products in those areas. You know what I mean? Whereas that money could be spread around and put on some other things to try to keep the industry a little more balanced because I think even the player's appetite wants a balanced diet. They don't, they don't, I don't think the game industry will do well if only PUBG games came out for the next three years straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and like I would mention, like, yeah, and people mentioned, like, hey, why didn't you just kickstart it and mm. you know, kickstart something? And then we would pitch in, right? And it's like, and he's just like, nah, bro, like, for what we're trying to make, that just wouldn't work, right? Like, yeah. it's like, it just seemed like in that mindset of like swinging for defenses, right? Yeah. Get, get, uh, get the, the twenty million dollars from some publisher and go off and make make your your first milestone. Yeah. Like it's it's hard out here in these streets to get to get that out of the publishers for some just for some unknown idea, right? Right. Like um, I I do agree with Larry. Like the 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 gatekeepers for for AAA developers is always going to be behind the curve, right? I mean, PUBG before PUBG, if people were pitching that or Bluehole was pitching that to the traditional route, would they have gotten funded? Probably not, right? This is, what is this crazy idea? Unreal? They're, they're not known for 100 plus players on a server. Like, how are you going to pull this off? Like, it's such a risk-heavy type of game. Mm-hmm. You, you're such a small team. How are you going to support this this crazy genre? Like, I never heard of this before. So, uh, in every, I think, instance or any generation of uh, a new idea, like, the gatekeepers are always the same un- until someone like Blue Hole kind of breaks that mold and, and creates something new. And, of course, you got all these copycats. And, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, Lawbreakers was kind of st- stuck in that way. You know, it was in the Overwatch uh, stigma. You know, it, it got torn down by that. It wasn't as good. You know, it was too complicated. It didn't have enough time to 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 build an audience and and and, and move with them. And uh, mm-hmm. their second move, I don't know, was that the best second move? Just to kind of wrap things up, Radical Heights was that the best second move that they could have I, done to try the with that time given? Let's just be honest. Yeah, behind the scenes, Cliffy was losing employees to Epic, right? Yeah, like yeah. we knew that that was happening. That was a timer that he was fighting against. On top of not getting funding or any of those pitches that they were trying to sell, sold. Yeah. So if you look at the man, we need to make a game in five months that's going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. What are we going to do? You know what I mean? Well, it's going to be free to play something, right? Yeah. Okay. Now I'll give, then, you like, I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. Not making it free to play was a huge misstep, in my opinion. Well, and, and that's why. That's why. Like the when he when the red lights did come out, right? Like um, I remember, I remember the the announcement of of Lawbreakers, and it was like like forty dollars PC multiplayer, no bullshit, right? None of that free to play, none of that free to play, none of that free to play bullshit. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh wait, nah, we gotta make a free to play game, right? Uh, <laughs> it's 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 super ironic, right? Yeah, but yeah. I, I I laugh a little bit because it's like 
I understand that there's nostalgia, right? I understand that there's a like, here's how I came up through the game industry. Here's how I conquered the game industry at a very early age. Like, let's not discredit that this man was like 15, I think, making professional video games at Epic Mega Games as a designer. And he's like super old guard. He's just young, you know? Yeah. Uh, so most of his career has been like one way has been how he's made games. Right. And so it's, it's, it's difficult to think that somebody who at their, this stage in their career thinks of themselves as a Titan thinks that they know the industry, they know the consumers, they know how things are supposed to go. Right. It's hard to tell someone like, Hey man, you might be a little out of touch. Right. Yeah. And time, time marches on, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yes. And I do see this a lot with AAA developers, not just like the, the lead game designer. Once you commit to a AAA game, that's five years of your life. Mm-hmm. So much has happened every mm-hmm. five years in our game, to, you know, our yeah. game industry. You know, the, the Apple happened within five every year, years. Man. Every year, you know, Twitch stream became a thing. Now that that is more a part of game design, not just straight up playing. You got to be able to watch a game play through. Mm-hmm. Now it's multiplayer heavy again with Battle Royale. It's like there's so much that you miss once you commit yeah. to like a God of War game. Yeah. And, but again, I'm still thankful that a game like God of War comes out and it's very refreshing still and people still buy into it. Yeah. Um, but how often when you sync a game like that for five years, it comes out an excellent game, right? And that's the trouble of dropping $60 on something and not knowing if it's a good thing or not. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the, the risks of AAA again. Well, what's interesting to me is actually, I would say this, I'd be happy to take a five-year risk on a single-player, larger-than-life type of video game, and I'd be nervous to take the risk on any multiplayer kind of five-year development game because as we've seen, the shifts in where multiplayer gaming goes is has an ebb and flow that's like four years. You know what I mean? So if you're working on a five-year title, you're missing it. Five years ago was like, what? what's this League of Legends? What's this MOBA thing all about? You know what I mean? And so now it's like, yeah, MOBA has its audience. What's this Battle Royale PUBG thing all about? You know what I mean? And then four years from now, we're going to be like, yeah, 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 all that's great. But what's this VR mind capture telekinesis shit all about? What's the, I don't I just pulled that out of my ass. Oh, I, I, I know what they're working on right now. I know the game you're making right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, there's always time and a place for a good story. But predicting where the multiplayer audience is going to be inside of a five-year window is difficult. Right. Is what I'm gonna say. Okay. Well, this is my last statement on that, which mm-hmm. is, it is still a huge risk either way if you're spending mm-hmm. five years on to something. One hundred percent. In a closet, and then when you're ready to show it to the world, you're like kind of hit or miss, right? Mm-hmm. So that's always a bad idea, in my opinion. It's very rare that Santa, uh, Sony Santa Monica was able to push another god of war and everyone loved it right it's a very rare chain of events that happened <laughs> so uh i don't know if that's encouraging to investors out there you know what i mean it's a it's a first party game right that had that going for them it's a sony system that they're promoting for right they had a lot of uh benefits to to make sure that that game was successful um, I don't think that happens often at all. I would say that's one of every 20 games that comes out that actually is very successful. 
it's a very complicated time. Like, I feel like if you're not having data every year or every day, like how mobile does it, mm-hmm. it's, it's very dangerous. And I don't see it's a, it being a sustainable type of game. Because even God of War, you know, the last God of War didn't do too well because of that same exact problem. Yeah. It's, I think the difficulty with Ascension is the the fans and the core base for the people who really like God of War. There was just so many, like it was, it was starting to run up against what I feel, feel like Uncharted was going to start getting a taste of without like a major boot is the like, yep, I'm getting exactly what I paid for. And now that's starting to be the problem. You know, it's too expected. It's formulaic. Well, moving to our next topics. Speaking of formulas in battle (laughs) royale, the Titans have entered the arena, right? The last 10 years have been dominated by Call of Duty. Exactly a decade of Call of Duty and Battlefield, like Mm -hmm. going back and forth for that top spot. Call of Duty always ends up at top. But I feel there's a shift especially now that Battle Royale is such a thing where Frostbite has the upper hand if they were to do this correctly. <laughs> so what are you guys' thoughts? So Frostbite, again, is uh, Battlefield's engine, yeah. and they're doing a Battle Royale, and uh, Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 4 is having their... Blackout mode. Um, yeah, let, let, me, let me rant hold a bit. Rant wait, a bit, hold all right? Well, hold on, hold on. Okay, all right, go for it. Is it announced that Battlefield 5 is doing a Battle Royale? Because I haven't heard that. It's been sneak dissed. Basically, it's been it's been dry snitched as they say say in the streets. Okay, they're coming out with something. They haven't, uh, yeah, they haven't called it anything. What was it? Uh, Is it blackout? Is that what? Blackout is Call of Duty. All right, you guys, let me know your opinions. But how underwhelming was it when they when the guy yelled blackout and they turned off the lights and there was no trailer shown because we know they had nothing. Right, <laughs> I laughed so loud in the office, as if like this guy really did do that. He really did that. Like all of the trailer they had was this guy yelling and emphasizing the name of the title that they're like work in progress. All right, but, right. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna potentially risk friendships that I have with people <laughs> who even work on this game. But I'm gonna tell the truth. So. I've worked in the Call of Duty engine on one game before, and so I'm familiar with what the technical limitations were at that time. Now, from my understanding, at the rate at which we were able to iterate on the engine tech between then and now, right, even if we were full steam ahead, assuming that the team would today would be capable of doing one player versus 99 other player battle royale mode <laughs> is it's far-fetched. I don't think, I don't think they're going to hit that goal. I don't think anywhere even close. And the evidence that lets me believe that I'm right is every time they're asked how many people mm. they always dodge. We yeah. don't know yet. Like, well, well, but we I don't know that, yet. <laughs> well, I, I, I think part of that is like, they literally do not know yet. Yeah. And, and they're trying, exactly and they're trying to optimize they, and, they're it, and they're trying to repeat the numbers, right? Like, the thing is, I will say this on their behalf, 100 players battle Royale. That's not like, we know that basketball, there's five people on the floor (laughs) because that's written in the rules. Right. But The core concept of battle Royale doesn't have to be a hundred players, right? They could, as long as it's fun and good and it has that feeling, they may get away with it. You know, they may get away with like, look guys, we worked really hard on this tech and our battle Royale mode is 50 players, but here's why it's legit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I feel I feel Battlefield can come out and say, "Hey, our battle royale, sixty four players, 
planes, mm. vehicles, and like I'll accept that because mm. you know sixty four is a nice round number, thirty two mm. is another another right nice round number. Mm. It's what we're used to, right? That's fine. Mm. It doesn't have to be a hundred. Mm-hmm. But when you come out on a Call of Duty game and you pick the smallest map known in Call of Duty history, Nuketown, and you extrapolate from that saying it's 1,500 times bigger than the smallest map in your history, and then you come out with more stuff like, oh, all the characters that have ever been created, it just screams out, you guys are in trouble, where you're scavenging whatever you have on per per force and you're throwing it in there to try to get people hyped. That's what I heard. That's the developer inside of me. And then as soon as he yelled blackout and like the lights turned off, it just, it just cemented my, my, my curious mind. And, and and suspicions. It's like, all right, they have no. He just left. <laughs> he, just, he just left. <laughs> the thing is, we we know that they have a mode that's going to be battle royale esque, and I think what's going to happen here is they just want to get those initial sales as high as possible, and they know that people are going to buy the game just off strength. Like, let's be honest. There's so many people who don't even need to see a trailer, don't even need to know details. They just know sometime mid November, I'm finna buy Call of Duty, right? I think that they're still counting on a lot of that because with the battle royale mode, they're hoping that like, all right, people go buy it, go buy it. You don't know what it is fully. You just know to expect. Uh, well, that's just a terrible way of like the jig is up. Like it's probably going to be all more stitch servers. It's probably like you, you are in one server. I'm in another server. <laughs> the winner of those like beat up and load another server. It's the only way. It's yeah, the only maybe, way. Maybe you're gonna hear more info in E3 or something. Sure. You know. Okay. Well, all right. Here, here, here. All right. Let's do this. Do you think it's gonna be playable at E3? Oh hell no! No. <laughs> no. Really? No way. I don't think it's gonna no be playable way. at E3. If, if it's play okay, if it's playable E three, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be like employees playing it, showing it to devs, mm-hmm. right? And like, so the multiplayer is gonna be front and center, right? They yeah, really, like, they really they really pushed their zombie mode. I felt like they had like six campaigns to show in place of uh, their lack of single player for the first time, and that's another thing we haven't even talked about. Single player is no more. Right, that's a first in the Call of Duty history in the decade, and bl- this blackout mode is supposed to replace that. And so it's a, it's a little bit underwhelming if they don't show anything at E3. Maybe just a trailer, but if it's just a multiplayer playable, then it's going to be really tight <laughs> because they're releasing a month earlier too, right? Usually it's in November, but they're releasing in October. So the pressure is on. Like, I don't know if it was to avoid the battlefield. You know, it's crazy, though. You guys sit here and make fun of Epic and say, oh, they made a game in five months. So you, you're telling me, you tell me Call of Duty, those guys can't make something quickly? Like, just a new mode? Come on, man. Okay. Of they can. If they, if of they, they had can. the cards that PUBG <laughs> gave to Epic, like, a year ago, where they can start their horses and race... <laughs> And if PUBG was like constant, you know, constantly sending them code every month to upgrade their engine to show them how they do it, then yes, they would have had a chance. <laughs> they would have had a chance. We're talking about two cubicles away, man. That's not a fair oh, comparison. Man. It's a completely I'm, different company. I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just doing I'm it the saying, legitimate way. 
I'm, I'm saying like they they know how to add game modes to their existing game, right? So like I think though for me the only the only outstanding question is really how many players, yeah. right? Because I think yeah. I think they could build maps, yeah. they could throw people on the maps, yeah. they could shoot people in the face on those maps. Like they have that stuff done, right? Yeah. So it's a matter of how many people can we support, how big is this map, etc. Right? I think you could do that very quickly. Exactly. Right. I, they I have to see. get there. You have to, you know, I, they have to optimize the engine and get it to support a lot of players. But you know, yeah. I, I agree with you, Ray. I can, I can <laughs> yeah. see it as clear as day when the speech was happening. <laughs> Someone was just like taking that Nuketown map and like <laughs> rotating it ninety degrees <laughs> on the layout, <laughs> fifteen hundred times. That's about fifteen hundred times. It's, all right, let's put this to press. <laughs> this is exactly. I can do fifteen hundred. Uh, sure. Ah, uh, let's just see how they react. We'll figure it out later. Well, <laughs> I, I can say this. I think that like everyone's ready to laugh, right? Like, yeah. let's be honest. Because it's the giant, because it's Call of Duty, and it's there's fun been to a, look at, yeah. It, there's been a community of people who just can't wait to see the day that Call of Duty dies, right? And I think that like any slip up is going to get over exaggerated because it's like a sign of weakness. It's like, Oh, Oh, see, see like what single player is cut. Call of duty is dying. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, all they're doing is showing zombies. They won't even show the PUBG part. Oh, it's dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think that like, maybe that could work in their favor in the sense that like, for sure, let's just be honest for sure. Everyone is paying attention to see what's going to happen with this call of duty more so than ever before. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Haters yep. and lovers are watching it right now. So, <laughs> right, right. if if things go well, it can go very well. Yeah, and no one's even talking about or doubting Battlefield. I mean, that engine's made for battle royale, so they're going to be just fine. They just turn on the light switch, and we believe it. So, I'm excited about that battle royale because that is a huge chunk of a poor PUBG. That's a huge chunk of PUBG's audience, like the realistic shooter. Like Fortnite, I don't think will make too much of a dent. If mm. anything, you know they're established and gonna skyrocket to even more hundreds of millions. Mm-hmm. But I think this is gonna take a bite out of PUBG uh, when Battlefield comes out. Call of Duty. Once they find out what it is, I'll tell you guys. <laughs> they're still winding the clock. I don't know, man. As soon as they just said they, it's like an old, you know, it, what it reminded me of when they announced it, it reminded me of after, what, a year after Kojima got fired, and they came out with the Metal Gear trailer, right? After saying that they're going to go on full on mobile, right? They had a, Metal, a new Metal Gear game called Metal Gear Survive, and it was just all the characters and all the shit they had from four Metal Gears, or five Metal Gears, <laughs> And then added with the zombie. It was like a desperate development attempt <laughs> to sell the corpses of Solid Snake and make some funny. So that what to me that's the equivalent of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And this is not the shit on the devs or, or anything. Right? This is just more it, it's it felt a lot more to do with the heads <laughs> trying to figure things out and scrapping things together. I mean, no one comes out with three years in planning to, you know, act single player to add b- battle royale that's only been hot for the last what eight months, right? Yeah. So it's a, it sh- it shows that it was a knee jerk reaction 
in a very desperate attempt. I mean, that's clear as day. Like you didn't you didn't come up with battle royale two years ago before PUBG. Come on. Well, this is, well, yeah, this is big, I think you know. no, but I think you can say that about it. Like all the games that are coming out now, so they have a PUBG mode, right? Right. Is they're all they're reacting to the market, right? They're like, hey, right. there's a huge part of the market that's making a whole bunch of money, and maybe we can make a whole bunch of money too, and not be all scummy with the with the microtransactions and actually make money through customization op- options in this livable, breathable online world that that uh that is a PUBG game. Right. Why? Why not? We have a game. We already have the mechanics down. Like so, that all we got to do now, and we 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 supported multiplayer for how many years now? Right. We have good net code. We support proper gameplay mechanics. Why not add that game book? It's like there's no reason not to. You know what I mean? Uh, just, and just to be clear, I am <laughs> in support for everyone going into yeah. this bandwagon and kind of approaching it with their own uh, game design, right? I just yeah. want to illustrate, and this goes perfectly into our next topic, right? I just want to illustrate how long it took for these AAA developers to develop a Battle Royale mode after PUBG. And so how impressive Epic was able to like hit the ground running a month out. You know what I mean? It was like they must have some kind of like inside superpower and master no. game designers to be able to just see see the future ahead of everybody else like all like we're talking about Activision we're talking about EA we're talking no. about no <laughs> you know no, what I mean no. <laughs> just stop just stop we're doing because you know you know because no you know that you know that if you're making a you have your own distribution channels you don't care about the, the marketing release cycles of your games unlike Activision and 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 EA because they have their release cycles. They have to release a certain time for the fiscal right. year, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Right. So they're holding Epic on. Doesn't right. care. Epic doesn't care about that. They can just release right away when it's ready. And and uh, and it's in free to play mode, you know, and like early access, and you can try it out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and they can do that for a long time and iterate and make it better, right? Like, like of course. It's, Two different things, bro. Two yeah. different things. Why? Why wait? Why wait? So, so that's why you know Blue Hole has, has gathered enough uh, of their dough that they make every month to to follow up with a lawsuit. So, Larry, why don't you walk us through? So, Blue Hole finally—it's official. They have—they right. filed a claim against Epic Games, and there will be arbitration. They're going to court if it doesn't settle out, but. Excuse me. They're claiming a copyright infringement on their product, which is PUBG by Epic Games and the inclusion of Fortnite's Battle Royale mode. It's too close to the original idea. Uh, There's claims that, you know, trade secrets were used in the development of Epic's version of the game. And they're going to argue this in court. What? Oh, that's very interesting. I didn't even know about this. What are they saying all that? I don't even see that being okay. mentioned anywhere. Like let me let me pull up let me pull up my source. Give me uh carry the conversation on while I do my right. I mean like this is something we suspected for a while. And let's just say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say Blue Hole's gonna win, right? But there is gonna be some sort of settlement, right? There has to be. I don't think Epic's gonna walk away unscathed. Even if it's just settlement with just saying, hey, stop taking royalty. <laughs> because people forget the 5% that they still pay. So aside from the $294 million 
that Fortnite makes a month last month, they get paid five percent of what, hundred twenty five mil, hundred fifty mil of PUBG money. That's gotta hurt. <laughs> that hurts so much. That hurts so much. Need to pay I think your competitor. I, I think I think it hurts for greedy people. You know what I mean. Mm. Uh, but if you're not greedy, you realize that hey, I'm paying for an engine. Yeah. I'm paying for an engine company to build an engine for me. Right. Like if you were to build the engine like that yourself, it would take a very long time. It costs you a lot, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. But instead you choose to pay Epic. Probably now at this point, they for the money they paid Epic, they probably could have made an engine for this amount of money, but not in the time that it took them. Mm-hmm. But not in the time, not in the time not it the took time, them, right? Not the time, yeah. And so like like I'm not a big fan of the, that royalty model, right? But like in this case, like you know, if you sign that contract, you you know, you know what it pay is. Up. Yeah, pay up. Yeah, pay up. You know, you know, you know, you know what's up, right? Yeah, um, legally, you, totally. And you definitely got a huge benefit from it as well, right? Yeah, so, a lot of help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I have a quote here I'm going to read to you. It says, We've had an ongoing relationship with Epic Games throughout PUBG's development as they are the creators of the Unreal 4 engine, the engine we licensed for the game. The Blue Hole VP and executive producer Chang and Chang Han Kim said, After listening to the growing feedback from our community and reviewing the gameplay for ourselves, we are concerned that Fortnite may be replicating the experience for which PUBG is known. Uh, yes. And then they later say, we just want to emphasize this is only a problem because Epic Games is the company that makes the engine we use and pay a large amount of royalties to them. And we had this business relationship and we had trust that they would be getting continued support. And we'd be looking forward to working more closely with them to get technical support, maybe develop new features. But our name was used officially to promote their game without our knowledge. There was no discussion. It was just a bit surprising and disappointing to see our business partner using our name officially to promote the game mode that is pretty similar to us and there was a misunderstanding in the community that we were officially involved in the project yes and that right there is is probably the key point mm-hmm. it's oh, yeah. the, end, the end bit the end bit's the key point where they're, they're trying to be like you used our name and you're advertising for Fortnite mm-hmm. which is which I understand and that is that sounds like I'm a lawyer but that yeah. sounds like copyright, copyright infringement to me right mm-hmm. but copying your game idea like guys, you're salty. I understand you're salty, so, but you can't get you can't get any money for this, right? But you can. Right, right. But that last, but that last bit is super important, though. Yeah, right? yeah. Giving credit where credit is due. This article I pulled off of PCGamer.com. It's up there right now. Yeah, you can go check right, it out. Right. But what I will say, and I keep going to this point. If Epic was like, yeah, let's make our own 100-player Battle Royale game, even if it's a shooter deathmatch style, cool, no problem, right? But literally, the same way that I go into the map and identify the place that I want to fly down to, they're like, Ray, come on, it's (laughs) Ray. Hey, 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 you can't sue over this. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I know that, but what I'm saying is... They can be biting their styles, true, and they can be salty, yes, but they can't get no money for this, though. (laughs) That's the the problem. Ray, don't don't paint my Pinto blue and call it a Lamborghini. (laughs) It's still a Pinto. (laughs) And let's just be clear, right? If anybody did that same intro, besides Epic, I don't think Larry would even <laughs> emphasize that point, right? If it was some other company that did that, I was like, oh, all right, I mean, that's fair yeah. copy, right? Everybody would agree that's like, you know, you don't own the game design, right? You only- they've, been, they've been 
the idea. Like, there's no doubt they bit the idea. Oh yeah, they definitely and put, their, and put their and put their own spin on it too, right? right. Their their own spin is definitely on it, right? Because because yeah. I look at the Fortnite game, well, I look at a Fortnite. I look at the Fortnite game, and I see the high level players playing Fortnite, mm-hmm. and I see the the players playing PUBG, and the game looks. And the game looks dramatically different with the verticality and the building of your own force and stuff, right? It's crazy, right? Yeah, like, we're at a point. We're at a point of divergence. At it's it's point. a welcome. It's a welcome addition to, exactly. to the gameplay mode, right? The rest of it, yeah, they, they bit the hell out of PUBG. Yeah, right, yeah of yeah. course, right? It's you can't get any. Yeah. You can't get any money for this. You yeah. can be salty about it. You yeah. can be very salty no, about no. it, but you can't there, get any money. For this. So what you do with lawsuits, and this is from my limited understanding of lawsuits, <laughs> you hit them with five offenses just to get yeah. one in there, right? Right. So they're probably gonna ding them on that one where that guy kind of fouled out with the press you know mm-hmm. that dude's totally fired at epic but like <laughs> that one little saying that you know we are fans of uh pubg that's why we released this game that's a huge that's mm-hmm. a print that everybody saw that i even i saw that mm-hmm. and so yeah. that's you know that's a, what a hundred million dollar a month lawyer would be able to like navigate and pinpoint right like this is what we're gonna yeah. burn their ass on so uh from that <clears throat> viewpoint they're gonna get something i don't know if it's monetary or what keep in mind right epic knows how the game industry works and what gamers are gonna expect as when it comes down to experience and what's different and what's not and so does blue hole right but what about the lawyers jury and judges right like (laughs) how easy or how hard is it going to be able to convince video a and video b is not a complete ripoff when the lawyer is also going to be able to prove that they've had behind the scenes access to code to features bug lists like the engine code but the the engine code the engine code is part of their contract yes right so being able to grab engine code from them and all that is part of the contract like you the engine code does not belong to blue hole blue hole just has a license to use it and modify it oh no i'm talking about the other way around though i'm talking about the other way around well let's say this right let's let's, no but that's but that's that's, but that's what i mean like epic makes epic grabs their changes and uses it for their benefit and for the benefit of the whole community right that's completely within terms of the contract right right let's just say this right let me paint Uh, a different picture here but but also that's why that's why people pay lawyers, right? Because right. you know. So let's last generation. What was the best third party Unreal game? Last generation. Last generation. Because this third generation, party? there's not much. Yeah, just third party. Someone that used Unreal, Mass Effect, right? Yeah. Bioshock. Which one's a good one that you guys want to pick? Well, I gotta. That's. I'm trying to think back to what was good that used Unreal. Bioshock. Last generation. Bioshock. Bioshock. Bioshock, yeah, is, Bioshock, a big Bioshock is probably the best. Well, it would have been harder to copy that one, but let's imagine Bioshock Infinite came out, and then a month later, a month later, Epic released Bioshock Fortnite, <laughs> right? <laughs> would we have feel the same way? Would that would have been too obvious because it's single player experience? Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. Do you guys this feel is, differently about that? Let me just say this, man. Like, I I love epic's version of the game 100 percent. right like it's way more fun in my opinion it's well deserved yeah i'm taking my stance simply because i'm just like over here like yo come on (laughs) come on on. can we just at least be honest about it everyone's sniffing around it's like come on i look i I look at this like i look at capture flag king of the hill deathmatch right all these modes one game did it first one game did it first and then every other man man shooter 
Just the timing, dude. Came, came through. Came through. Like, and I'm did not it hating after, on Cod. Right? I'm not hating on battle, uh, like Battlefield. Like horde, horde, horde mode was first seen in one game. I think it was distance, first in it. And then uh, everybody's doing a, a horde mode, right? Like with game modes, I like, especially yeah. in multiplayer shooters. Like I'm oh. not. I cannot. I cannot hold somebody and say, "Hey, you're, you've been a game mode," because we've been biting game modes ever since I've been playing games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the basic rule of capture the flag, right? Like I have a base, there's a flag in the middle. I bring that flag to my base, right? That's one thing. But if we're like, okay, in our game, you use these jet powered rollerblades and you have to ride on light in order to get it. And then someone else is like, oh, well, in our game, you use these rocket power shoes and you have to ride on light to get it. Like, nah, son. You know what I mean? Come this, up with this, your own. First of all, this has actually happened. Like, things like this have happened, and people's ideas have getting bitten, and they just have to roll with the punches. Like, this, you know. I'm fine with rolling the punches if there was a distance. You know, it's the timing and the people involved. It's just, it's not two separate yeah. companies. It's literally Papa Bear took my shit, right? <laughs> and he's been supporting me for the last year and a half, and he released the game a month after. And made it free for all, you know. It wasn't a month after, but anyway. But yeah, yeah. That's, I, I think that's you. the hard thing. And let's okay. So here's here's where we can draw the line, right? It's draw the line. it's the fact that Epic Games is an engine maker. They provide Unreal Engine for developers to use, right? So in faith, developers are using this engine to make products, and then they sell these products in hopes of making their company revenue, right? Epic also has a games division, which technically is not the Unreal Engine part, but then that games division is like, wow, look at this cool game that was used, that used Unreal. Let's go take their build, let's open it up, check it out, and then make our own version of this. To the external company, it's like, Epic, what the F? You know what I mean? It's like, I think that Epic Games as the engine maker and Epic Games as the game, that's that's the whole reason why there's a lot of issues with this right now in the industry, because it's like, I have never seen such an unprecedented, just blatant execution of an idea from the same people that make the tool that the other person used to make it in the first place. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's a new one for the game industry. So there's a lot of people who are that's kind of yeah. having to react to it and like, wow, is this how, is this how it's going to be? You know? Yeah. All, all I'll say is whoever came up with the idea, like at Epic, I was like, yo, we just need to buy Fortnite and sorry, bite to Fortnite. Yeah. Like that dude, MVP. whoever that is, MVP. whoever that is. MVP. Oh, needs all of the money. The money <laughs> whoever that is. Yeah. I'm not I'm not hating. I like it's it's hard <laughs> to take this stance because I as a consumer, I'm like, yeah, their version is way better. It's way more fun, hands down. It is. Let's just be honest. It is. It's way more fun, in my opinion. I'll just I'll say that so that we don't start a flame war. But as a content creator who has grown up in Unreal, who loves Unreal, is like my favorite engine, except for when I'm podcasting with Ray. <laughs> it's always like, oh man, that that really sucks, man. Like I I wouldn't have expected that move. Is all I'm saying. It, so it, yeah. it, it it stings a little bit. Yeah. I mean, in the end. Both of them are swimming in their uh, Scrooge McDuck like <laughs> vault of gold and money. So they're they're we're we're talking about the fights between two rich millionaires. So yeah, yeah but Brandon, you know how that goes. They're, I know Epic's, Epic's rooftop party is higher than our. Rooftop <laughs> yeah, party. I know, I know. It's salty as shit. It's never 
Never feels good to be second best. <laughs> well, but, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's why I just look at the whole thing. I'm just like, they just salty. They yeah. salty. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm definitely curious <laughs> at how, how this is going to turn. It's going to be months. And uh, I'm assuming it's going to be a U.S. tried. Mm, no, I, I think no? I think it's gonna be Korea. Korea. It's gonna be in Korea. All right. Yeah, yeah. Korea. What's up? Well, let's see. Yeah. Let's see their defenses. So let's just end it with this last topic. All right. And we're talking about uh, in recent months about how microtransactions and how EA sneaky. The one true hero that has never wavered, Star Citizen, tells you straight up that I'm screwing you. <laughs> <laughs> they just released a, a $27,000 pack, which includes all their ships that haven't been released yet, right? And, you know, like IOU ships <laughs> in one $27,000 pack. And here's the kicker, right? To even view what's in that pack, you have to buy in $1,000 to even have access to see what's in it. Uh, yeah, Just yeah, like Star uh, Citizen. Feels well, like the, it's dwindling. Yeah, to clarify, to clarify a little bit. Okay. To clarify a little bit. Go for it. You need you need to pay the a thousand dollars to become a concierge member. I see. I see. And, and and this special this special deal is only available to concierge members because of course member because of course if you if you expressed the willingness to to spend so much money. You will express that willingness again, right? Yeah. And so, therefore, it's it's not for you scrubs that can't right, afford, right, right, right. <laughs> right? It's for the concierge members. <laughs> Every three months, it seems, when they're about to go on to like a like a conference call with their investors, <laughs> they come out with some move like this to, to boost sales, and they're gonna sell it. I feel like once you're in the money pit. You have to buy in <laughs> because otherwise you you're gonna accept that you you're an idiot this whole time. This <laughs> is too much. I have to. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. I have to. Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's clear that uh, they're running out of money. <laughs> so it's, yeah. you think it's a matter of time before they're gonna say, "Hey, we." Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, it's gonna shut down pretty probably pretty soon. Yeah, within the year. Like it's been going on yeah, longer than I thought. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet money on it, but but I but I definitely, put, I definitely would put. <laughs> I definitely would put. I definitely would put money on uh, the game never released. Nah, that's that's clear. That's yeah. clear. I mean, man, what do you think? How how do we even get to this point, man? How I don't understand. I really don't. <laughs> Oh, I understand totally how we got it. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I like <laughs> this is like some Manti Teo shit, man. Like you're supposed to meet at the restaurant. Oh, she can't meet at the restaurant. Oh, here's why she couldn't meet. And like after two, three years of excuses and promises, you gotta just like come to grips with the fact that your girlfriend ain't real, man. <laughs> Larry, Larry, video game development is uncertain and unpredictable. Very hard. And so therefore, things. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was the initially. That initially brought initially thought, and so yeah. timeline shift. Oh man! And then games take longer to make. I gotta write this down. I might use it. I, I don't understand the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so right. give me my twenty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> How can, how so I can move on with our lives. Shut down if we just release twenty-seven thousand dollars worth of content per player. 
Hey, I want to know how many they sell. I'm, I'm going to check that analytic uh, website on their page. I want to know how many people. Uh, I want to know. Brandon. Who are the ones who with these ideas? Here's, here's a tip. Last I heard that that bar graph that showed how much money they're making mm-hmm. has, is no longer displayed. Last, oh, uh, last I heard. Oh, but, I, but, but you should check. You should check. I'm going to check. That's been on ever since they've been bragging so that might yeah. be the signs of trouble right there as you said yeah you should check yeah. I will check but, I mean that's it man I mean the Star Citizen's not more f- it's not for us to really discuss what's going on it's more like a show at this point to see how far they're gonna go with that charade man it's actually pretty impressive so sucks for all the suckers out there I hope you guys bail out sooner than later Ooh. But it's just one of those things that it's going to be a... It's a huge mark in our industry, like our gaming history, because it is the number one, what, uh, Kickstarter, right? Number one... um, Yeah, I believe so. It's still ongoing, too, so... That's about about it this month, guys. That's the biggest news that we've had. (laughs) All about money. Hopefully, one of these days is more creative, but times sell money. Times times are hard, bro. Times are hard. Man, Ugh. <laughs> I I obviously wish all game developers out there the best, and I hate to hear bad things happening. But I also hate when like bad things happen on purpose. And I guess that's where I kind of land up on the Star Citizen stuff. I. I don't think that people are going to get their money's worth, and I feel bad when I hear more people putting in more money. Yeah. Even through all this laughter, there is a certain apathy that we feel for you guys. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, I was, I was wrong. The, the the bar graph is still here, but okay. it's not on the front page. It's on the front page anymore. <laughs> 27k working bragging rights back that's what, yeah. that's what it means it's like we're back in business boys he <laughs> fell for it oh, man a thousand cats here this month and they've, they've raised so much money it's not even funny what's, it's the, what's, thing, what's right, the latest man. count just the last week 100, 186,795,000 oh that's total uh, last, last, this last week it looks like one day it was up to 217,000. They're fine, <laughs> they're doing just fine. <laughs> oh my god! But but earlier in the week it was as low as 30,000. Well, that's why they came up with this. <laughs> oh man, their number one strategist is the website designer. I'm telling you, <laughs> like, he is able to work that graph and as data. And like, come up with some text, like twenty seven thousand worth of junk, and is able to pump that data back up to where it needs to be. A stroke of genius. This is all jealousy from all three of us listeners. It's just like this is amazing how they're able to do this. I'm just happy that I'm just happy I gave them my thirty five dollars, <laughs> and I learned I learned a valuable lesson. That's all. That's all. <laughs> 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 I feel like whenever we start talking about uh, Star Citizen, we should start playing that in the arms. <laughs> Pretty much, man. just to set the mood. Oh, Pretty much. 
<laughs> oh man. Uh, well, uh, with that said, I'm going to bed. Larry Charles, thanks for another round table. Good night. Thank you guys for joining us this week. See you guys next time. Deuces. Thanks for having me, guys. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.